0: Oh yeah! Welcome to "All You Need Is Blood," the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts Ryan, Amy, and
1: John. So,
0: but yeah, here we are. Scares the Care Weekend, number four, the best one, obviously, because I came to this one.
1: I don't know, the other one was a little better.
0: <laughs> Which other one? The one I didn't show up to? Yeah. There was no <laughs> fire alarm last time. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, that's fire true.
1: alarms in your face. I like the other one better. <laughs> that's right. When
2: we were trying to eat. So,
1: uh, uh,
0: myself and, uh, Amy and, uh her husband, and uh, Elisa, who's hiding in the background. Just just it was a thumbs up for anyone who didn't hear the thumb. Um, we decided to get together and record a little something, and we'll see what to do with it. Uh, I'm Ryan from the All You Need Is Blood, uh, UHM Horror Podcast.
2: I am Amy from Blood, Guts and Social Commentary.
0: and um, um, John from On The Bed. John's on the bed.
2: And Elisa's on her cell phone. She's very tiny, to fit on
0: there. <laughs> so we thought we'd just record some stuff because we're here live and actually got to meet in person, which was awesome. And I wanted to thank Amy and John for both uh, getting me to come down here because I wouldn't have either known about it or uh, or really been interested enough to come down if it weren't for you guys. So I want to thank you uh,
2: for, you know, having me come down here. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of shamelessly whoring for, you know, getting sick kids money.
0: It's a kid's money. That's what Scares the Care is all about. Amy, you know a lot more about this than I do, so I'm not going to even pretend to be someone that knows about the charity itself. Could you just give like a little bit on what Scares the Care is?
2: Uh, essentially what Scares the Care is is Joe Ripple, who's a retired Baltimore cop and now retired horror director, started up a charity for childhood illnesses centering around horror fans because it's not a community that really gets reached out to for charitable work even though most horror fans will say this community is super supportive, super loving. And this convention is one of their newer ways of raising money.
0: Excellent. And um, so what does the money really go for, for like this weekend in particular? I believe there's four families that are getting like significant donations, the last I heard?
2: They try for three every year because there's three different branches. Right. There is a sick child, there is a burn victim, which is normally a child, but this year it is an adult. And then there's a breast cancer survivor. So they try and help out three families. This year, they think they might be able to work in a third, but they're, or a fourth, but they're not 100% sure, so they don't want to speak to that until they know.
0: Oh, okay. The last I heard, when we went for the, um, the 5K race, they announced that they were going to make the fourth this year. And I don't know okay. if that was just... Maybe they hadn't made the announcement somewhere else. But yeah, at, yeah. when we went did the 5K, before we ran it, they were like, yeah, we've reached the goal to meet enough to give um, support to a fourth uh, candidate. Oh, yeah. If Alfred said it, then it's legit.
2: Because awesome. Alfred's one of the board members. Yeah.
0: So so that's good news. Yeah, it's a charity that does great things, and it's all the horror community, essentially. Yeah. <clears throat> Anybody that loves horror um, can donate to this. If you go to scaresthecare.org, yeah. you can donate to them. They're on Facebook. Um, I think they're on Twitter, right?
2: They're on Twitter, um, but if you really want to keep up with them, I would say that Facebook is by far the most active, because they don't use their Twitter super often. The website is getting better with keeping updated, though, because they also have a separate website just for the convention and just for the events going on with that.
0: Right, 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 right. So, yeah, for any info the Facebook, I mean, that's how I keep up with them, but I'm an old man that uses Facebook. Apparently, I'm supposed to be using Instagram and, like, Snapchat and... Oh, I don't even think they I don't know how they to use can... I don't know how to use that stuff. I'm too old for that. I'm in my thirties. Come on. I
2: agree. <laughs> <laughs> you agree? He said, "I agree." We got it on tape. Yes, yes. My my thirty year old husband absolutely agrees that the technology is confusing and scary, and he's going to go yell at a cloud now.
1: Get off my lawn. <laughs> uh,
2: so yeah, um, so we
0: uh, myself and Elisa had come down, and um, one of the first things. We did well. We came out of Virginia a little bit early, honestly. We spent a, a day down here, went to Bush Gardens, which was fun. Um, has nothing to do with scares of care, but that was still fun.
2: Well, it's super awesome they keep it in this location because, especially if you come with a family, like yeah. or a day early, you, Bush Gardens is literally like walking distance from here. Yeah,
0: right? it's great. Like we left our hotel, we're like, okay, oh, yeah, how far is it to Bush Gardens? And we're like, oh my god, it's like three loogies to get down there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh the host hotel has a deal. Where if you stay one day later, it's at a semi-reduced rate and tickets, or and a semi-reduced rate for Busch Gardens.
2: Oh, crap. We didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I think by the time you guys, because we sold out the host hotel ridiculously oh, yeah. quick. And then there's a hotel right behind that's also walking distance that sold out pretty much as soon as I got the block.
0: Right. So, no, yeah, was, we ended up going, it's kind of a weird area, but there's like three hotels in one uh like cul-de-sac i guess you could say and um we're in one of them myself and elise are in one of them so we had to walk down every day back and forth which normally wouldn't be too bad you'd think that's whatever it's fine but it was at least minimum of 95 degrees any time of day 10 o'clock at night it's 95 degrees it has been ridiculous ridiculously hot this week, and um,
2: I'm glad we survived it. It was was really, I think everybody was hurting this week. Yeah, yeah, and you guys ran the 5K, which everybody was just sitting there. It's like, I can't believe anybody's doing
0: the 5K. I'm not going to say it was a dumb decision. I mean. I will. It was pretty (laughs) dumb. I'm not doing
1: it again.
0: That was Elisa who, if anyone couldn't hear it, she just said she's not doing it again. We're doing it next year, babe. This year we're going to win. I came in fourth in my division. Oh, shit, I'm in a new division next
2: year. I came in fifth, and I'm still not doing
0: that.
2: Why are you in a new division next year?
0: Because I'll be 35. Ah. God damn it, I'm old. (laughs) The division was 30 to 34. Gotcha. Not that that helped. I say fourth, there was only seven people. It wasn't that great. (laughs) But anyway, no, the 5K was horrible and excruciating in terms of, like, physical effort. But I felt good, as you always do. Like, after you do it, you're like, yeah, I'm the best. I did it. And then, but while you're doing it, you're like, I hate my life. I wish I was dead. Why am I doing this? This is dumb. So, it's a give and take of of any running event. Yeah. But it's all for a good cause, so I'm glad to do it. And I'm glad... um, I could have a little bit of, you know, I could help out a little bit to the charity and try to keep my horribly disgusting body from deteriorating at a slower rate.
2: (laughs) If I can do it at all. Yeah, what people won't tell you is Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia are all stupid swamp states. Like, we have heat, but we have like 80 to 90 percent. We've seen 100 percent humidity. It's ridiculous. So it's like you can't, there's some days we walk out and we... We know we're hot. We know we should be sweating, but our body physically won't sweat because mm-hmm. the humidity has tricked our body into thinking we're already sweating. Yeah, it's it's disgusting. So, did you
0: guys do anything like uh, especially cool this this uh, the last? I mean, we're in the middle of it right now. This is Saturday we're recording this. Sunday's still coming up. Um, there's still events happening tonight that we haven't even got to. But we we just sort of had a nice little uh, a little break spot, so we decided to record this while we were here. Um, Is there anything you guys have done or actually looking forward to that um, you haven't got to yet?
1: I I got my hot sauces, so I'm good. Hot sauces? Yes.
2: (laughs) Husband's not super into horror, but there is a stand here called Taste Fire that sells pickles and hot sauces that he looks forward to every single year. Yes.
0: I did partake in the Taste Fire uh, tasting event, which is going their gamut of hot sauces and pickles. And I will say, they are amazingly delicious. I did come away with three bottles of hot sauce, so it works, folks. That's a free plug. You can take that one out and uh, and put it where you need to.
2: Yeah. Aaron and Amber just use this. I'll, I'll send you sounds up if you want it.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that's good stuff. The vendors are actually something interesting to talk about. This place, now I've been to a few conventions. It's actually been... Probably like five or six years since I've been to a convention. Um, But this one's vendor section is actually pretty large compared to other ones. Um, So they they split it. So there's one area that has, um, you know, a lot of vendors sort of packed into one, um, like a large convention area space that you would normally expect. In fact, most horror conventions that I go to, that one area is the size of the vendor area. Like that's where all the vendors are in that one little place. This one's got an entire separate on the other side of the building. You go across the way and up the stairs. There's like what eight rooms? Mm-hmm. Eight, six, six or eight rooms full of other vendors that are in another section. And it's like it's like everything. Like he said, there's a hot sauce one. There's there's ones that sell comics. There's ones that sell um, armor and uh, and art the, the armory stuff. They sell yeah. like swords and all kinds of stuff for there. And, and, you know it's not all horror related. Uh, which was to Elisa's dismay. She was expecting to come here and just be engulfed in a wave of horror, uh, but I think she was a little relieved to see that there—it wasn't entirely horror. There's a bunch of different aspects to the nerd community that gathered together to uh, to sort of enjoy everything. But um, but yeah, this place has a great vendor
2: selection. Believe it or not, this is a tiny bit smaller than it normally is. Really we were in the vendor room, and I don't know, I might not have noticed in years past, I saw at least two or three tables where they had stuff set up saying, like, put your business cards here. So I don't know if they couldn't sell those tables, or somebody bailed at the last minute, or what happened. But normally, when you go up to the second floor, that entire back bit that didn't have any vendors, that's a haunted house. Oh. Yeah, that's normally a haunted house done by Red Bane Army. Now, you're you're not talking where the escape room is. Um, no, because I... Uh, Yeah, around that area. Yeah, because the escape room's kind of off to that one side. Yeah, the escape room is
0: essentially two rooms. There's a gathering area, and then there's the escape room area itself.
2: Yeah, because I think it's like the escape room, but it encompasses a few more rooms. Yeah. And they make an entire haunted house out of that. Like, you can't even tell it's hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. But Red Bane Army had another event going on, and they just couldn't do both.
0: Yeah, right, right, right. No, but speaking of the escape room, Elisa and I uh decided to do the escape room this year and um so as it would so happen we came in it was we just signed up just the two of us and they sort of put us into a group of six people so we got put in which is fine we got sent into the escape room we're in there for like i don't know i'm going to say like 3 or 4 minutes we're just getting our surroundings we're seeing clues we're gathering things all of a sudden lights start flashing the alarms blaring and we're like oh my god what did we do we touched something we must have broken something, or somebody's pissed off at us because the alarm's going off. No, it was just a fire alarm, and they had to evacuate the entire hotel. It was chaos today. But, record time, we made it out of the escape room because the fire alarm went off. So, I'll count that as a win. That's a definite win. Where were you guys when that
1: alarm went off? I was sitting down because I had just made a goddamn sandwich. <laughs> It was three inches away from my fucking mouth when it went off.
2: I think you. I think it had just started to take your first bite. Yeah. It, it, it was like the absolute like stereotypical comedic situation because it took us a minute to even process what was going on, because there had been a fire alarm. Want to say second, maybe yeah, the second year. Second year. At 2 in the morning, and we were apparently way too drunk and totally slept through it. Oh, my God. Luckily, there was a glitch in the system. This time, it was somebody smoking in their room. So, um, whoever that was, fuck you. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah that's a definite.
2: You cost me that safety
0: room win. I'm going to blame that guy. Mm-hmm. Because then, when we came back, we lost one of our group members. They let us back into the safety room and essentially started it over. Yeah. But we lost one of our group members. So, that's like one man down... And we solved it by the end, but we couldn't open the combination lock. Son of a bitch! If we had just like a few more seconds, I think we could have gotten it. But the safety room was awesome. It was actually Lovecraft inspired, so it was all Lovecrafty, and it was about getting out of a uh, a, a, a cat or a, a mansion um, uh, in in mouth. That had, it had, you know, it was based off the story of the, the Shadow of Innismouth, which is awesome. I'm a big Lovecraft fan, so. Um, I liked it, I thought it was really fun, and I would definitely do it again, and I am forgetting the name of the company that does the escape rooms, but I will probably put a link to it in the, uh, description, so go to that link, they are awesome, and, um, and yeah, that was really cool. Uh, did you guys get a chance to meet any of the celebrities this weekend yet?
2: Uh, we have not gotten by the celebrity tables, the thing is we just come so often, we're friends with a lot of them right i I know it's it's
0: it's what if you go to conventions and you get some of the regulars that are around it's like you i've met these guys a million times they're awesome to talk to and everything else
2: yeah which is another nice thing about this because we do see new vendors each time at least a couple but the regulars their stuff doesn't get sale they change out inventory so it's not like yeah i'm seeing the same person with the exact same stuff i didn't want to buy last year it's I'm seeing the same vendor, oh, look, this cool new thing they've got. Yeah. So every vendor here we've seen has been really good about that. Plus, we can get VHS here, so. Yeah. Oh,
1: my God. All right.
2: And I'm a big fan of how many,
1: like, independent film artists they get here. Yeah, yeah. I
2: was surprised at yeah, that, like, too. Amazingly. Like
1: six different indie film studios here.
2: Yeah. Every single year, I end up finding that... Some movie I've wanted to see and have been putting off ordering is here, so I end up just auto buying it because we always do clear the indie tables and buy their entire run. Nice. It's just so we can keep up with what's going on because the tri state is really big on horror. It's really kind of weird because you don't Okay, that. wait.
0: You guys say the tri state, that does not mean the same thing as the tri state to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> would you like to well, you're the wrong. Tri-state? <laughs> I, don't make me bring my girlfriend from Jersey to explain the Tri-State in here, because she will.
1: I <laughs> my attitude check. All the
0: time. Well, you could just get out of our hotel room. I drove one
1: time, too. That's really good.
0: You drove one time because, well, I was too drunk that time. But.
2: Would you like to explain? What is the Tri-State? tri-state Tell state us, John. Us. Oh,
1: sorry, I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I know, two, I know, I know like, two of the states, but I don't know the rest. Yeah, I know it's like, you know. Maryland, and Virginia. Okay, and maybe it's either Pennsylvania or Delaware. I'm not sure.
2: Is it D.C.? Is that involved? D.C. DC is, is in Maryland. D.C. Okay. is not a state. I, am, a I know. Okay. I know that. Yeah. No. Any Any person you ask from like around the D.C. area will immediately either try and claim D.C. or get upset that people try and refer to it as a state. It's just a weird local, regional thing. Yes. Okay, no.
0: So in my neck of the woods, when you hear things about the tri-state area, it's New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, mm-hmm. because there will there will be TV stations that broadcast out of New York, mm-hmm. and um, let, let's say there's car dealerships, right? The car dealership will advertise to New York, and then because we receive those TV stations in Connecticut, we're not too far away, so, so it's like New York, Connecticut, and Jersey come to our car dealership and buy mm-hmm. our cars, blah blah. The tri-state area, tri-state sale, blah 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 blah.
2: Yeah, because um, in this area, we have, what was it? Fuzzy Monkey, we have Fred Vogel, we have Chainsaw Sally, I don't know those Oh, I know Chainsaw <laughs> Sally. <laughs> yeah, Fuzzy Monkey is here. They did uh, MILFs vs. Zombies. Oh, I saw them, yes. Yeah, that's Fuzzy Monkey. Okay. Fred Vogel did August Underground.
0: Right, 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 okay.
2: And what else did I say? Chainsaw Sally. Oh, crap. I'm blanking. Who, um, the guys for, that did, who did... Uh, Neil can't,
1: Splatter...
2: Real Splatter, yeah. That's like
0: Camping, um... Not camping Nightmare. Camp,
2: uh... Oh, Camp Out Killer? Yes,
0: Camp
1: Out Killer.
2: I wasn't...
1: I Camp Out uh, was with... Uh...
2: No, no uh, he's talking about the one that's here. Uh, okay. okay, we've had... Okay, it's a little confusing right now. We have Camp Killer, which was done by Sean Jones and premiered here last year. Okay. okay. Or, uh, it, it might not have premiered, but it played here last year. Then there is Camp Out Killer which is here, and I think that's Fuzzy Monkey, but I'm not 100%. And then... I'll Ted- double
0: check and I'll edit it like it was. It'd be real cool. <laughs> super smooth. No one will know. Oh, except in Amy's feed. I'll let her deal with that.
2: <laughs> I'm not actually gonna edit this. <laughs> yeah.
0: But her microphone won't pick it up.
2: And then Ted Mooring <laughs> did Camp 666. These are all, like, happening in the same area. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, what? we all of a sudden had this weird regional explosion of can't buy more,
0: <laughs> so not but, quite sure what that's up. But I stopped by those guys, and what I thought was really funny was I I stopped by there, and I was, they were they were talking to real nice guys, yeah. um, the director and everything. They were super cool, um, and they were trying to get their you know their TV and DVD and stuff set up, and they were having some technical issues. Basically, it was because they ran out of batteries in their remote, and that was like causing they couldn't hit play. It was a big issue. But anyway, so we're looking at the movies, and I'm like, oh, this one looks really good. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a great camp killer movie. And I'm looking through his other movies, and I'm like, I know this one. I, I pick it up. It was, um, I think it was a, a film of, not film of fright. Um, uh, frames uh, of
2: fear. Frames of, fear?
0: frames of Fear. Frames of Fear. So I'm like, oh, Frames of Fear. I'm like, I know this movie. I'm like, I think I heard of this. And he's
2: like, Killer Camp,
0: out, that's the name of it. Killer Camp. Uh-huh. Out. So he, he goes, he's like, yeah, uh, that's a pretty good one. I'm like, you guys you guys didn't put out a VHS through SRS, did you? And he's like, yeah, we have that. I'm like, oh, I own this. I'm like, That's why I've heard of it. I bought the copy of it like three months ago. SRS had a, uh, a sale going on, I'm like, oh, Frames of Fear, I'll pick that up. But yeah, they had that, Frames of Fear 2, which I hear is amazing. According to him, anyway, he says it's really good. Yeah, I think got, it I've same picked thing. it up, so... We'll, we'll I'll get on that, but yeah, I'm excited to watch those, and it's great to meet some of the, you know, the indie directors and filmmakers that are here. Those guys are really cool. Everybody was, you know, the August Underground stuff and every everybody that was like making movies. I didn't have a bad experience with anyone. They're super friendly. They answer any questions, and they're like, "Yeah, come on over." Uh, celebrity wise, though, I got to meet a few of them, but I think like my favorite celebrity interactions are the ones you have that aren't. Like, going to the booths. It's just the guys that are around.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, half the time... Um, like, when I first saw Kane Hodder here... I'd met Kane Hodder a couple times at a few conventions. But, like, he'll just walk around and say hi to everybody. He was going around to the silent auction, filling his name in to, like, you know, put ridiculous bids on things that... I Listen, I, I'm not going to speak for the guy, but I can't imagine he's going to keep some of these things. I imagine... They'll probably be passed on or sold you know, sold off or whatever for charity. But um but yeah, he's just like walking around the convention looking at things, talking to people, being real nice. But I think the funniest thing that happened was so there was the Friday the thirteenth Q and A panel, right? And it was Kane and um and uh CJ Graham and um, like a, a couple of the Jasons, uh um, Steve Dash and um, some of the other ones, and I can't remember the girl that was, the girl from part six that had her head smashed in. I can't remember her name right now. But she was in the Q&A. It was a pretty good Q&A. The whole thing ended, and at the end, uh, we had, like, another thing scheduled that we had to do. So I'm like, all right, I got to go to the bathroom take a leak. So I go in there. Boom, Kane Hodder standing there. And I'm like, oh, shit, Kane Hodder's taking a piss. All right. I'm going to give him the one stall buffer because that's like the gentlemanly thing to do. Not, a, not stall, I'm sorry. The one urinal buffer. Yeah. I'm like, that's a classy thing to do for anybody. So I'm at the one urinal buffer and Kane's like, he hears another guy that's, that is in the stall and he's doing cleanup. Not to be too bathroom disgusting, but we're in there and, and Kane is taking a leak and he's like, are you kidding me? Somebody fucking took a shit in a public toilet and he didn't clean up after himself? These people are fucking disgusting. And the guy's like, no, 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 I got it. Kane's like, listen, man, I clean up every time after myself. And then flushes, (laughs) cleans up, and I'm like, I'm like, that is an amazing story. Like Kane Otter taking a link next to him, and he's bitching about somebody leaving a mess in a toilet
2: (laughs) that he wasn't even in. Yeah, Kane is he has a very special connection to Scarcity Care. He has his own branch. The burn victim wing of it is run by him. It's a tie-in with him. Or, I want to know, I'm not sure if he runs it or it's just heavily tied to him because as many people know, Kate Hodder is a burn victim. So he is a big supporter of this charity. He's made it every year except for, I think, last year he had some kind of issue that just didn't get into yeah that happens
0: time to time yeah. like Sid Haig mm-hmm. had to drop out this year yeah. but you know for whatever reason but he Sid Haig's a big supporter of the charity as yeah. well right yeah. yeah Sid
2: Haig is the, the he I think first year said he broke even and he's like I'll be back every single year you want me so Sid is always here the funny thing is both Sid and both Sid and Kate you can easily meet at the bar oh yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um
1: and, uh, Hotter will buy you a shot as long as you'll drink tequila.
2: Yeah. He, uh, he, he I'm loves out. tequila.
0: <laughs> I am out. God damn it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Because oh, I, um... Funny
1: girl. Tequila drink. There
2: you go. Oh, I, I saw that, too. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um... Cade, I know we were there one year, and we were about to leave the bar just because we're old, and it was a little too loud, and we were... It was <laughs> a
0: little too loud! Oh, that's the oldest thing you could have said. <laughs> yeah, it was just a little
2: too loud. <laughs> well, we knew karaoke was about to ready to start up, and it was just getting crowded. Oh, I'm going so, this year. I, I'm
0: already, like, lined up. It's Actually, it's probably starting now. It's 9.30, right?
2: So... We kind of was sliding off, and he was asking to take the chair, and we're just like, "Yeah, we're obviously leaving. It's fine." And he's like, "I'm an old fuck. I need it." And he was apologizing to me because it was my chair. I'm like, "I'm leaving. I no longer need the chair. Take it." And I know he strangled you. Yeah. What <laughs> <I> was just <laughs> say? I
0: feel like Kane is the last guy that needs a chair. He's, like, gigantic. And he's still ripped in like, the best shape of, yeah. like, anybody, everybody here.
2: <gasps> yeah, he's just one of those, um... He, he's, just, he's a little older. He just yeah. needs to sit down. Let the man sit it's down. It's funny. But, That's um... Funny. Yeah, because I think the worst bar story from that almost happened... I almost made a complete asshole out of myself. Year one. We came down on a Thursday. And... It was just that first con chaos of everybody trying to figure out what was going on. I know the hotel does conventions, but I don't know if they've done a convention like this before. They go all into it, though. They We have, like, the best hotel ever. Yeah, the hotel was great. Yeah, we cannot say enough about them. Like, the dressing up, the decorating. Like, I told you guys at dinner. That's all of them. That was all their idea. We don't ask them to do any of that.
0: Yeah, a shout-outs to the Double Tree in uh, Williamsburg, Virginia. Excellent job.
2: You know, they're fabulous and they put up with us. But we're sitting at the bar, and I overhear somebody explaining Scares the Care to somebody else. And they kind of messed something up, and it was really small and very insignificant. So, me being an asshole, I was kind of like, kind of wanted to lean back and correct him. And then I realized it was Ken Furry. And I just very quickly (laughs) put my chair back and I'm just like, you shut the fuck up, that's Ken (laughs) Bree."
0: Oh man, he's awesome too. I got to meet him at another convention, he's a really good guy.
1: Uh, I think the weirdest thing that happened to me here was the first year, because Forsyth was here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was trying to find her, I was drunk as shit, stumbled out front realized she wasn't there, but I'd already started smoking, so I couldn't... It was too walk. late. You're, yeah, you're, I couldn't walk gone back here. Yeah. You already got the cigarette lit. That's it. And I finished my drink, you know, put it down, and he, you know, someone just, like, nudges me, look over, look, there's a beer. I'm like, all right, cool, there's a beer. Oh, my God. Grab the beer, then, you know, turn to say thank you, and realize, it's fucking William Forsythe smoking a cigar with oh, a 30-pack by his feet. Oh, my God. And, and, like, he just, like, cheers me and turned away. And it was just like, uh, yes, sir, I will drink this beer. So. That is pretty much the most amazing thing <laughs> it I've was ever just heard. like, what like.
2: the fuck? Because, yeah, I mean, we BS'd at, um, Forsythe's table for quite some time. And just for the record, if you meet Forsythe, he hates his role in Gacy. So... Really? Keep that in mind. Yeah. Huh. He couldn't stand... Well, he hates John Wayne Gacy as a human Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I mean, Okay. Yeah. Who's a big Gacy fan? <laughs> they, there are people... No, like... God, what was it? One episode I did, I talked about serial killer groupies. Yeah. And I mentioned it again in the Satanic Panic. I think later on down the line it'll come up. Or I mentioned Ramirez had a huge amount of female groupies. Mm-hmm. My theory is if you squint really hard and tilt your head... He might look kind of sort of like one of the Ramones, but Ramirez was not a pretty man. But he had done all this digging and all this research because he's super method and just the most intense bio-hatred for Casey comes out of this man's
1: mouth. No, like in his research that he did for the character. How many people did he kill? Come clean. Oh, uh, gay? No, or you know, Forsyth.
2: Forsyth. Uh, Forsyth. Like 15. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is super method. so. Super yeah. method. <laughs>
1: no, but apparently, like he helped actually close some of the missing
2: persons.
1: Oh my god! Get
2: out of here! He, uh, I mean, yeah, that's
1: what he told us. When he we were got the
2: cases him. reopened. Oh, okay. I thought he helped close. Um, he might have, but cases reopened is what I remember. Oh. Wow.
0: Well, yeah. that's still insane.
2: Yeah, because, I mean, even a case reopen is... That's like a
0: Daniel Day-Lewis level, like, yeah. like yeah. getting into it.
2: That's a hope for some kind of closure. And it, you never want to minimize that, so... And, and the whole reason Gacy even came up is because he had one headshot of Gacy. Because he's like, people want it. Really? Yeah, he had one See, headshot I'm of Gacy. See, I'm even something. surprised he would have that
0: if it's something that he was like... Like, there's there even, yeah. like, people here today that, like, they don't have things that... I don't know if you know if it's because they won't sell or they're not, like... Like, C.J. Graham used to have um, uh, Highway to Hell headshots of the, uh, what do they call it, the Hell Cop. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have any today, though. No? I mentioned it to him. I'm like, oh, Highway to Hell? He's like, oh, yeah, you know, not a lot of people like to bring that up. And I'm like, "God damn it, I'm not, like, the only Highway to Hell fan of this, like, it's a ridiculous 80s movie. Totally underrated and totally difficult to find. The VHS is out there, but you go to a place... That starts with a U and ends in a tube. I'm sure there's a way to watch it. I'm sure it's on there. And uh, it's worth checking out. But anyway, um, yeah, it's interesting that he wouldn't, that Forsyth wouldn't, like, just be like, I'm not putting this out. Really.
2: He said, um, I believe his rationale was fans were requesting it. There were fans of it that wanted headshots. So he provided it only for that reason. He's like, I'll never... Because, like, the picture, it wasn't bad. It wasn't something he shouldn't have had on his table. But it was definitely lower quality than everything else. So you could tell, like, he didn't no, get yeah, any... I, like, just printed it out or something. <laughs> like, um, Heather... Well, I mean, it's still glossy, but yeah. Heather Langenkamp, mm-hmm. one year, when she did this, her, her... The mail she had sent got messed up. And so... First off, she was supposed to be there Friday, and her flight was delayed, so she can not get her until Saturday. Oh my god, that sucks. And then the mail with her headshots didn't come, so she had to use what was on her. And she spent at least 10-20 minutes with each fan apologizing profusely for how her headshots were. Because we met Lang in Camp at Monster Mania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was our second time meeting her, and she's just that kind of person. She will sit there and apologize up and down if she thinks she even remotely did anything Slightest bit wrong to anybody. Yeah,
0: uh, Heather is a sweetheart. I've I've told the story before, but uh, she's the only celebrity I've ever insulted accidentally in my life, and I still apologize for that, Heather. <laughs> that was my fault, but um, but she is. Yeah, she, again, she's like this the sweetest person. She'll do anything for anybody. Um, it, you know, she'll sit there and, and talk to people and be really friendly. People like that. People were like that here as well. In fact cj graham was hilarious today we had like a pretty long conversation when i went for an autograph um after we met him he spent some a good amount of time um disparaging me for spending my money at a horror convention he was like <laughs> he's like how much money he saw me walk off with my girlfriend and he's like how much money did this guy spend today and she's like i don't know i don't care it's his own money and he's like, oh, good call. You make the money and he, he spends his own. And she's like, actually, yes. <laughs> that is the way we do it. Yep. So, uh, But no, he was, he was hysterical uh, joking with us and be, just being like extra friendly, took an extra picture with us. In fact, CJ is the only person that requested to take a picture with Elisa um, because she was essentially the picture junkie. I was going around getting pictures with celebrities because... You know, I'm a fame whore, and I just want to be rich and famous, but that's not going to happen.
2: Yeah, whereas I had one of the state reps, like, have to basically hog-time me to get a picture. (laughs) And I'm like, nope, (laughs) nope, no. There's a reason I only use images on my channel. Like, I'm Uh, not going to sit there and record myself now. But no, CJ was like... Elisa was taking pictures with me, and I guess he met—not even—he
0: maybe saw me getting pictures with with uh, with Kane and some of the other guys that were around the area. And he was like, "No, no, no, I'm getting a picture with you." He dragged Elisa in and was like, "I'm getting a picture with her." It was—it's really funny and really sweet. He was like, "Super nice guy," and probably like you know the funniest and most genuine person we got to interact with during the whole time. But it, not at the same time, everybody else was really nice too.
2: Yeah, because I want to say it was the last year of horror. Find the. Horrorfind was the convention in this area. It was in Gettysburg, which if you're American and Civil War, you probably know. So there was a convention out there called Horror Find. Joe was very heavily involved with that, and I don't want to say this took its place. I've but,
0: actually been to Horror Find. Yeah. Um, Bruce Campbell, and um, I'm trying to think who else was at that time. Yeah, I went to one Horror Find, um, and I only remember that. Not only was horrifying great, but I also found an awesome video game store right down the road.
2: Awesome, yeah. <laughs> great yeah, we never NES selection. <laughs> yeah, we never found the video game store, but I think we went the last two, three years.
0: No, this was this was I'm gonna say like I, eight years ago. Yeah, this was a long time ago.
2: <laughs> no, no, yeah, it was. It, it's been around for a while because I remember like lusting over the posters in high school because it's like, oh my god, there's horror convention close by. But I met D Wallace there. And I wouldn't take a picture with her, but then she demanded a hug because I had a copy of Rob Zombie's Halloween. And when I worked at Hot Topic, we had a select amount that were signed legitimately by Rob Zombie, sent out randomly to stores. We got one, I grabbed it. But it had this little extra insert with his signature on Mm -hmm. it and then the actual slip sleeve. I pulled the one out with all the signatures or I pulled the one out without any signatures to get the one with the signatures, and she inadvertently signed both. And she's like, "I have to charge you for both," because and explained the legalness of that, and would not stop apologizing to me. So she demanded a hug instead of a picture, because Duval yeah. well, is by far one of the sweetest people. Yeah. Her, like her she... and Langenkamp can go at it for sweetest celebrity. <laughs> I got I got to meet Dee at one convention. I can't
0: remember which one it was, but yeah, she she was actually really nice as well. And she, she's one of those women. She looks phenomenal. Like, oh, yeah. you watch a movie from like the 70s, early
2: 80s, and then you meet her today and you're like, oh my God. Yeah, it's like. She looks amazing. Her to Adrienne Barbeau. Have you seen Adrienne Barbeau recently? Yeah, her and um, Pam Greer. Oh, absolutely. Just- oh, well,
0: well Pam is a different story. Pam Greer is like super bottle level hot. Like, oh no. Sorry, I- babe. <laughs> Pam Greer? I don't know who that is. Oh my what God. the fuck. <laughs> Then it's but okay. She's a
2: hell of a lot of woman. You um, got,
0: you guys all heard it. It's okay. Then no one knows. Yeah, I just um, got cleared. I don't know who that is. Uh, Pam Greer's in our kitchen, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> there a Pam Greer poster in our kitchen. No. Oh my oh. God. Um, that's kind that's kind of my not mind. in our kitchen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but um, trees? Is
0: she a tree? Babe,
2: you're out. She's out. Yeah,
1: leave the hotel room. <laughs> Go wait in the bar.
2: I, I have idolized Pam Grier, and I've said for basically forever, if I could be one person ever, it would be Pam Grier. I don't even care about the celebrity or the movies or anything, just who she is as a person. She's so badass. Yeah! Like, Next,
0: to the- Spice Cabinet. Yes! <laughs> That's funny. Um... Yeah, no, uh, so so that's, that's awesome. So, uh, so this year, I mean, I know we're just sort of talking conventions and stuff, um, and random movies. So, Jeffrey Combs was here this year again, um, and I got to see him. This is the second time I got to meet him. I am the fucking biggest Jeffrey Combs fan. I love him, and, like, so he's the first guy I fucking dove to that I was like, oh, I need to, I need to get, like, a Jeffrey Combs autograph again, and, um... I'm like a little kid. Like everybody else, I I'll talk to them like normal people, but I see Jeffrey Combs and I'm like,
2: oh my god, it's Jeffrey Combs. Oh my god. Okay. Get a little star shark. Let We just relax a little bit here.
0: And he's like the nicest, friendliest guy. He's very relaxed and very calm, but I'm like, my heart's beating. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna get his autograph again. It's gonna be so good. Um He's so cool, I talked to him for a little bit, uh, and i th- it's one of those things i like i'll be like okay i'm gonna talk about this i'm gonna talk about this and i'm gonna mention this and i'm gonna talk about this and i get up there and i'm just like uh 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 you're you're pretty awesome mr combs could, could you please sign this and he's like you know he's the friendliest guy so he he, i'm sure and not that he sees that all the time because He's a normal guy, and I'm, like, just, like, fan-geeking out over him. Probably more than anybody else. Because, I don't know. I just love him. He's, like, my favorite. And I watch, like, every one of his movies up to this convention. I'm like, Castle Freak? Yeah, Castle Freak. Lurking Fear? Of course I'm gonna watch that. Like, any awful full moon, full moon, like, um...
2: Castle Freak is kind of a masterpiece, So
0: so that one is super Mm Lovecraft-inspired, but it is not technically one of his Lovecraft movies because it wasn't, like, based on a Lovecraft story. Uh, one, two, but not so, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> like, there's scenes where the the freak comes out and he looks into the mirror, and I'm like, that looks conspicuously like that Lovecraft story where the guy that lived in the basement came out and looked in the mirror sure. and shattered it. And you're like, oh, no, 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 no. That's totally different. That's not this story. Um... But yeah, those were good. But like, like thinking about that, um, coming into this, were there any movies that you like watch to prep for?
2: Um, I didn't watch any movies to prep for it. Honestly, we we were really terrible. We didn't look at the guest list until like the day before.
0: Oh my god!
2: We were keeping up with the announcements, but there were a few cancellations, so we didn't really do the math of who was here because we we have to meet Jeffrey Combs because. It was uh, one of the posters actually in the silent auction. We had the exact same one. It's the glow in the dark with yeah, random with Crampton. Um, we bought it signed by Crampton. And then we got Stuart Gordon and his wife to sign it oh, another awesome. year here. So we're like, okay, well, we need to get the last signature with Jeffrey. And it's kind of cool that three of them came from the same convention. Because mm. we talked to the Gordons for a while. Because my husband's a virologist. So they were talking to him about vaccines and biotech, and we had a really fun conversation about that. Why were
0: the Gordons involved in biotech?
1: John? I can't even remember. It
2: was, it kind of (laughs) started out as like a body horror thing, and then it digressed into, I can't remember how it got here, but we started talking about anti-vaxxers and vaccines, and that's where your profession came up, and they were kind of, questioning how you do things and this that and the uh, other. Not... I gotcha.
0: No, I'd I'd be really interested in meeting the Gordon. I ha- I haven't talked to uh, Stuart Gordon ever. I never had that chance at a convention or anything. I mean he's he's like a fucking like legend though. Like I love his movies. Yeah. Stuart Gordon is like fucking epic. I love every one of his movies in the eighties and like early nineties. Super fucking amazing. I would I'd love to to talk to him about that. It's interesting to have like directors come in for some of these now i've, I've met quite a, I mean you know some of the classic ones george romero mm-hmm. um r.i.p and um and uh, i met dario argento and those are like of my list of directors those two are the top two slots so yeah my what, two,
2: my top two have <laughs> oh the, before you, i you didn't to, you didn't yeah.
0: get a chance to meet who were those uh,
2: it was wes and romero those oh, were really? the main you two. didn't get a chance to meet romero no
0: oh that's a shame
2: i think he came around here once or twice and it was either we didn't have the money or i had to work yeah because you know college and working i know and it's one of those things how can how do
0: you know yeah you know
2: it sucks yeah
1: i thought he was gonna be immortal yeah yeah right i thought he was gonna gonna come right back up they're like oh he
0: died guess what didn't take
2: yeah Yeah, because i mean the town we live in the army base we're near actually gets name dropped in Mm-hmm. Like it specifically gets referenced, so it's kind of fun when you are watching people from the region. And you're just like, hey, I know that place. I know where that is. <laughs> yeah, I know where that is. It's terrifying. This revolves around it. We're in the quick kill zone, so it's okay. <laughs> you guys are wiped out, way like right, immediately. <laughs> oh no, no, we are close enough. We can hear tops and revelry. Oh my god! And normally we are up before them, and we're just like we're normally screaming at the army base. That they're lazy bastards because we are that kind of asshole. <laughs> Wow.
0: Now Romero, he, super nice guy, legend. Um, I, I mentioned him on the last uh, podcast I did, but he was like, uh, I got to meet him one time at one convention. Um, it was very quick because there's like a million people waiting in line. You can't like spend time with somebody in that type of situation. But super genuine smile with everybody took their picture and like, you know, w- w- you could tell he was the kind of guy that would just be like, love to be with his fans. And for somebody that was so popular in, in, you know, was the the biggest draw of, like, any convention, that's, like, that's something to say. Because I've seen got other people that won't be named, but there's, like, people that are, like, yeah, whatever. I'm not, you know, you want my signature? Great. Here it is. That's what it costs. Have a nice day.
2: Yeah, we've only had that experience once, and we understood why that person was kind of like that, because the people before us, had missed them off. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it, I won't name names because I don't want to give this person a stigma because I, I have no reason to No, I mean, you don't have like to this. be
0: specific. What did the people do?
2: What happened? Did they
0: call them out for a movie they didn't like or was it like they... They,
2: they were just really going against Con Like what had happened is we had four things for this person to sign. Mm-hmm. Two for us and two for friends. So to not be jerks, we were like, okay, we went through the line one day with two things and we went through the line the next day Oh, I mean, that's
0: completely, like, very generous (laughs) to, like, not take up somebody's time with that. Yeah. Um, To split it up.
2: Yeah, so what happened was the people in front of us were recording them without their permission.
0: Oh, that's not cool.
2: Um, They, it was a mother and her two kids, and the one kid that had done or bought anything said, I know I didn't buy anything, but can I get a picture as well? So two different pictures only one purchase, recording without permission, and then we hand them two DVDs for our friends that clearly were not our names. Right, Can
0: you make it out to, like, Michelle and whoever else. Yeah,
2: yeah. and they they think, you know, first off, these people just pissed me off, and now you guys aren't even fans. Because I did not expect them to remember us from the day before. Well, how, because,
0: how can you expect hundreds of people coming in and out the whole Yeah, thing.
2: even with how I used to look, where I had more facial piercings that stood out even in a horror convention, like I didn't expect them to remember me. So it was one of those we didn't hold it against who it was. We we saw the situation enough.
0: Yeah, I saw one time. Um, it, was at, it was at a convention in Connecticut. Actually, they they used they had one Monster Mania in Connecticut, and um, they had I don't know how they did it, but they they got Robert England and Bruce Campbell for that one convention. Which yeah. you're, Two of the biggest names you could get in a horror convention. Oh, yeah.
2: Those are, like, my top two, like, non-directors, like, want to meet them.
0: So, so, um, at the time, I mean, I love Robert England as much as anyone else, but I'm like, oh, uh, someone else wanted me to get a Robert England autograph, and I'm like, absolutely. I wasn't going to wait in the line because it was a serious line. I'm one of those people that, like, I don't like to wait for things. I would just be like, I just didn't get it because there was a long line. But somebody asked me to do it, so I got in line for them, and I waited the entire way in line. The person before me brought Robert England literally a Tupperware container full of action figures and and Freddy gloves and fucking everything else. I mean, I don't even know how many. This guy was obviously an eBayer. Yeah, he was one of these people that like gets the celebrity autographs and then goes on eBay with these toys and things because he, you don't you don't go up to him with like. Fifteen things to sign. Yeah, and I will give Robert England the biggest credit in the world. He, this guy, comes up and puts it on there, and um, there's essentially a crowd because of the way the line was set up in this particular location, and the line saw what this guy was doing and was making noise and essentially booing this guy. Yeah, and Robert got up and said, "Calm down, everybody He said, like, "Calm down." He's like, "Listen, I'm going to sign this guy's stuff." And I'm going to sign all of your stuff. I promise nobody's leaving this place without my signature on whatever they want. And I'll, I'll give him the biggest prop for that. He was a super nice guy and, like, gave every, like, he did sign this guy's shit. Yeah. Despite this guy being a dickbag. And whoever you are, you know you're a dickbag.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the reason that there are so many handlers that are kind of up about going to say this much or you want to do this or you want to do that is because of people like that. Yeah, exactly. They set a bad precedence. It's one of those, it is possible to do things like this and remain somewhat courteous.
0: So, but no, no, yeah, like you were saying, there's there's ways to go about things. and I, But I can understand celebrities getting upset sometimes mm-hmm. because literally these people, have, if you don't think about it, like, if you think about the, the the situation these guys have to be in, they have to be sitting at their table, right, from 8 a.m. until, like, 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. They get, yeah, sure, they could get up and go to the bathroom and get a couple breaks, but they've got to be there putting up with a stream of the biggest nerds in the world, myself included.
2: And even on their breaks, because I've, I've seen it before, there was one year it was, I believe, it might have been Forsyth and Ketchup. Yeah. And uh, so that must have been year one, because we had Jack Ketchup here. Sure. And they were sitting out there having cigarettes and coffee and Con was not no. Yeah. And it was just normal morning routine, and we're sitting across from it and it gave the nod of acknowledgement. It's like, yes, we, we love Forsyth. We've established that. I like what I've seen of Ketchum, and I think you do as well. Yeah. So it was just, we're not going to bug them. And luckily, everybody that had walked by had been really respectful. They gave the nod and just kept going. Until, just as they're finishing up, I have a script! Oh my god. And I was like, oh <laughs> fucking god. And it's like, and just for any aspiring writers out there, I get you, I get your hustle, I understand, and I empathize. Because I've worked with writers, I've been a publishing assistant. People cannot read unsolicited material. That is how people get sued. They cannot help you. They may want to, but they cannot help you. They don't want to. She's being nice. They don't want to help you. It it really is. There has been way too many lawsuits of, I sent somebody this, and then all of a sudden something appeared that was similar. You stole it. It, It's just, it's happened one too many times. And I'll give Forsyth and Ketchum that they were perfectly respectful, perfectly polite, even though it was incredibly rude. It was just like, Con is not open they're clearly trying to start their day even like could
0: you imagine like let even if it was like open and they're at their tables like could you imagine going up and be like, hey, can you read this and take it like mm-hmm. that's crazy
2: talk yeah it' was like because there's just been an insane amount of shit going on I've got I'm trying to get a director on to guest and they flat out told me because I kind of poked him today or yeah I poked him today. Yeah. And they, they said, like, look, I'm, I'm finishing this film. I'm doing this and doing that. And I'm like, look, the whole reason, like, I like you is because you're producing. <laughs> I like your work. I want you to continue to make your work whenever you can is good. Like, I can be patient. It's, nothing's going to die or it's not the end of the world if I can't get you on until, like, months from now. And great, I'd like to have you on close to the release so we can promote it. So yeah. th- th- there is totally an etiquette and there's totally a way for everybody to get what they want. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, yeah. it's best to work through the system. Exactly, is the way to do it. Yeah, just
2: golden rule: don't be a dick. Yes,
0: but but yeah. So this convention was great, and um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually I'm planning to head down to watch the karaoke tonight. And yeah. uh, Elisa said she's going to be treating everyone with a rendition of Bon Jovi's uh, "Bed of Roses." I think you said right.
1: I didn't say that. <laughs>
0: A no, she was a deep cut. Like you can't have like the famous one. It's got to be like it's got to be it.
2: I don't disagree with you. I do love Beth Rose. I mean, this is what I'm like. Yeah. But um,
0: but yeah. So scares that care is amazing, and uh, everybody should come down. I'm, I get there's going to be a year uh, a year five. and And. Even if uh, you don't make it on to being able to come to the convention, um, go to scares org, go to the uh, Facebook page, Scares The Care, and, you know, give some donations, show up for the horror community, let everyone know that, you know, we're not just about the blood and gore, we're also about preventing blood and gore.
2: Oh, and um, one thing I forgot to mention, they always do a drive to the local animal shelter here, because... As you guys have seen this weekend, lots of pet lovers.
0: There were multiple pets on site. I saw my girlfriend trying to touch some of them. Other ones she avoided. Those are different stories.
2: <laughs> yeah, there were lots of babies to pet. There were per babies, not human babies. No, no pet.
0: one wants to touch human babies. Your kids are gross, folks. That's they're a pet. always
2: sticky. Weirdly, always sticky. <laughs> One thing that's kind of hard to understand about this convention, even if you have been to a lot of horror conventions, it's actually a pretty family-friendly environment. Yeah, that I
0: thought it was interesting as well, having the family, uh, like the family room or whatever they call it, the Mm -hmm. kids' room.
2: Yeah, that's the first year for this. The zombie hunt, the trick-or-treat, all that stuff has been going, and Joe is adamant. If your kid cannot afford a costume or you can't get him a costume or anything like that, your kid will not be turned away from trick-or-treating. Yeah. He will blow his top if he heard anybody try. Which I refuse to believe any of the vendorship celebrities would.
0: Yeah,
2: Yeah, and and, I mean, that's...
0: uh, Having this many... There was a lot of kids here, probably more than a normal horror convention. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the other thing I will say, and this this is a definite, definite notice, there were at least twice as many women here as there were men. Fellas, what are you doing? Are you kidding me? There were chicks at these conventions. It's ridiculous. And in the 5K, literally, there was double the women that entered than there were the men. There was like 200 entrants, and there was like
2: 65 men. It, it, that's been the nice thing as well, because, I mean, we're complaining about, you know, people acting like jerks. I can think of maybe two or three instances at this convention that warranted anything serious, and maybe one or two instances of people kind of being jerky. It... Everybody understands. We're here for kids. We're here for something bigger than ourselves. Yeah. We're about horror, but let's not be assholes. Yeah, no, it's it's
0: a, a very well-respected, nice convention, um, but also a lot of fun. A lot of drinking going on. I was actually a little surprised. Not that I'm complaining, because I've had quite a few alcoholic beverages today. Yeah, but.
2: Especially once the kids go to bed, you, you <laughs> see a lot of booze come out. And <laughs> yeah, no, the shine will
1: be out tonight. Oh, yeah. The shine? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. There, there are people that have shine. <laughs> oh, I didn't see any shine.
1: Well, you don't know who to ask. Oh. It's your first year.
2: We, we can find your shine. See, that's my
0: problem. That's where we get. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to close this out, guys, and just say, uh, yeah, everyone should check out Scares of Care. It's a great time. It's a great charity. It's a great convention. And um, I've had a lot of fun so far. I want to thank uh, Amy and John for getting me into this. You guys have both been awesome. And uh, I want to thank Elisa for being the most amazing girlfriend and putting up with my ridiculous bullshit. Literally, I spent at least two hours today searching through DVD bins, and she stood there like a champ.
2: Did, did you get under the table at little? I got
0: under the table.
2: You got under the table. <laughs> There's a DVD and VHS vendor here who's awesome, but she has too much stock, so she literally had to put stuff under the skirt of her table. Last year, she actually had to have somebody drive back to North Carolina to pick up more from her shop. Oh, my God. And that's Little Shop of Horror, if anybody's in the North Carolina region, and she has DVDs, VHS, I'm shameless for the things I like, sorry. Yes. (laughs) But I
0: want to thank Elisa for putting up with my nonsense, and she was amazing, and, um, she was did she complained zero times, folks. Uh, maybe there were some heat complaints, but I complained about the heat. It's but can her. <laughs> John just got slapped, by the way, everyone. <laughs> what else is new?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, that's about it for now. Um, you know, I want to thank everyone for listening, and um, I don't have anything else to say. I mean, I'm probably ruining Amy's show by sort of directing her as to what to say, but. <laughs> I don't know. We have two microphones running, folks. That
1: yeah. means she just gets to cut you out. Good
0: call. <laughs> yeah. I would do I would do exactly the same yeah. right now.
2: Yeah, it's just me blathering on about celebrities that we've met <laughs> and <laughs> randomly you interjecting. Yes.
0: Good insights. And also, uh, watch... Uh, Dread and not Judge Dread, as we discussed earlier before we started recording.
2: <laughs> yeah, I <I'm> was just <laughs> thinking that. John like, yeah. was explaining <laughs> his <laughs> hatred
0: for Rob Schneider and that apparently there is a cut of Judge Dread that removes Rob Schneider from the film.
1: <laughs> Thank you, fan edits. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: love you.
0: <laughs> so, uh, anyway, that's all I got for now and um, I'll catch you guys next time. Uh, thanks for listening and bye for now.
1: Uh, and I'm going to stop.